Hey y'all, welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm your host, Melissa Vera. Today I am joined by a very special friend of mine, Cindy Pate, and her story of faith is amazing. I have seen her go through so many ups and downs, a lot of downs in the last few years, and she's come out stronger than ever. And I just felt like that I need to share her story, especially going into this holiday season, where a lot of people are not the most optimistic about what's going on in their life, whether it be COVID-related or whether it's just um, quarantine-related or just basically life in general. And so I'm very honored that Cindy agreed to come on and chat about her life, even though she doesn't go into a lot of specifics because she felt like it's she's not ready to talk about everything yet. But I know her backstory and her backstory is amazing. And it's just one of uplift and coming out from the darkest depths of, of depravity, basically, and raising, rising above it. And I really appreciate, like I said, love the fact that she came on to share her story. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. So, you know what I need you to do right now? That's right. Start listening. Hi, guys. Welcome back to another edition of Chats from the Blog Cabin. We had a little switch from what I advertised earlier. Um, Cindy just got out of the dentist office, so we are actually um, doing, she's in her house and I'm in the blog cabin, but Cindy, welcome to Chats from the Blog Cabin. Oh, you know, it's always good to be with friends, Melissa, and I love you to pieces, so I'm glad to be here. Yeah, Cindy's story is incredible, but like I shared in the promo, um, Genesis 5020 always is one of my favorite verses and actually, I think it definitely applies to your life. It said, you intended to harm me, but God intended it all for good. And so, Cindy, why don't you tell us a little about yourself first? Well, my name is Cindy Pate, and I actually am from the same area as Melissa. Um, we have been friends for many years. Um, most recently, in the last five or six years, really uh, much closer than before. Um, I am a mother and um, of four kids, and we homeschooled um, our bottom two kids. Our top two went through public school, but our bottom school were homeschooled, so we were able to enjoy um, that type of lifestyle, um, living and traveling and road schooling and homeschooling. So for the last 10 years, uh, I am a uh, graphic designer by um, trade. I work at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base um, as their digital contenter. Um, and I, um, just love to love people. So if you want to, if there, I had one thing to say about myself is that I absolutely love people. And I believe that that is my purpose here on this earth is to love people. Now you haven't always been the most optimistic about yourself. Have you? No, well, you know, I've had ups and downs like a lot of people. Um, but it's only been over the last year and a half that I have realized that, no, um, you can you can be healthy, but what is that health? I mean, if you can be healthy in your body, but if you're not healthy in your mindset, uh, you can't really conquer much in life. Um, and yes, I have had a, a I have had a faith 
I have always loved the Lord, uh, but I have had my ups and downs where I also um, had my doubts. So, you know, I believe, but help my unbelief. So um, I did struggle in that area of my life many times throughout my life, but that's because I didn't know how to control what I was thinking about myself. So would you care to share some of the things that you struggled with so that listeners can know some? Yeah. Um, basically, um, I have always growing up, always thought that I had to be a fighter because I struggled. I, I came from a dysfunctional childhood, um, and then into some destructive um, relationships and um, bad marriages. Um, 20 years ago, my life 20 years ago before was a hot mess, to be honest. And um, though the last 20 years have been probably some of the best years of my life, um, I definitely have seen some hardships. I... Uh, found the Lord when I was just a little girl. I My parents didn't go to church, but I did. And um, I always, I, I fell in love with the idea of um, having a Savior, having someone there that um, I could talk to from a very early age. But because I didn't have any one in my family to sort of guide me, I just sort of kind of winged what it was like to be a Christian. I, I didn't know. I just knew that if I loved God, then that was enough. And, and I didn't know anything else, but as you know, as you go to church and you mature and you have mentors, you know, you sort of grow. And so over for the last, before about two years ago, my, I would have thought my faith was unshakable. Um, I love the Lord. I, I lived uh, to do good for the Lord. Um, but, and I had so many trials and, and because I was a fighter, I could, I could fight off anything that come my way. But one by one, um, when, when, you know, the enemy figures out that he can't hurt you, uh, he will go after other things that aren't as strong as you are. And so one by one, he started hitting points in my life where, um, I, I was starting to be beat down and, um, when they, when they start, when, you know, when Satan starts messing with your children, you know, that's something that, you know, you can't control that you're, they're adults, you're not, but you can't control it, but it still hurts you. Um, it starts making you doubt yourself. It starts make it makes you think what kind of mother was I then before you know what you're wondering, what kind of wife am I? Um, but it really, you know, one by one, um, Satan just came after my family, parts of my family. So I, he knew that I, at the, at that moment in my own mindset, the enemy knew he couldn't get me, but he went after my family and I not being covered in the armor that I should have been covered in because I didn't quite understand what it was like to be a, a Christian in all 100, you know, in all parts of me, um, there were some parts of me that actually were weak, um, that I didn't even know about. Um, so I, I, I prayed up and I did all the things I thought I could do, but there were parts of my faith that I was lacking in. And, um, 
one one last draw. I can remember being in my car and I was in tears. Um, we were facing some very scary um, things in our future. Our life was about to change tremendously. We didn't know what it was going to look like, but we prayed. And I can remember, um, I can remember um, screaming in my car to the enemy saying, bring it on, Satan. You know, don't ever, don't ever do that. If you're not, <laughs> do not ever ask Satan to bring it because he will. He will bring it in all the force. And honestly, I, by this time, I had I had already pushed myself away from um, my faith family. I had already hidden um, in shame um, from a lot of people, and I didn't I didn't have anybody but j just me trying to battle this thing. And I thought I was strong enough, but I realized now that I was not. And I actually um, started doubting. Oh Lord, where are you? Why is this happening to me? I mean, I, I took that victim mindset mm -hmm. and um, it was, it was rough for about, a, for about a year, for about a year. It was pretty rough. I was uh, probably the lowest I had ever been in my life. I was probably the most depressed I had ever been. I was ready just to call it quits. I had, I felt like I had failed as a mother. I felt like because of that, I, I wasn't, I couldn't be a good wife. Mm -hmm. I thought I couldn't be a good friend to anyone. I thought I couldn't be a good coworker. I thought I couldn't be a good anything to anybody. And, um, but all it takes is one thing. It takes one yes to turn it around. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to tell you guys about that one yes. I mean, your story right now is like, what, when, when you were going through that whole hard year, where did you turn to? What did you turn to during that time? Well, I didn't know where to turn to, honestly. Honestly, I was to the point where I was going to just give up. And and I, I know people probably, I, I, I wasn't thinking about hurting myself. I, I wasn't thinking about those kind of things. My family had already been through, you know, someone taking their own life to end things, to make the pain go away. That was not an option for me. It did not cross my mind. I was just a shell of a person walking around in dark. I was so blind. I couldn't see anything. Like I said, I was, oh, woe is me in that victim mindset. And I, did, I didn't see, I could not see anything. And I, I was just to the point in my own mind that I was just going to I, I was planning it out in my head. I was going to just walk away from everything. I was trying to figure out, hey, I think I might make enough money that I could, you know, get a place on my own. That I, I could just walk away. I could leave my husband. I could leave my kids. I could just, they, they're better off without me. But this was the lies that I was believing from the enemy. I believed the lies. And when it came right down to it, I honestly don't know if I knew that I was turning to something, but I had reached a moment that I was so desperate. I mean, one of the things that happens when you are down, when you're low, you let you, you just forget about yourself. Mm -hmm. You don't love yourself anymore. You're not deserving of anything. And um, me being um, an emotional eater, mm -hmm. I turned to food. And so, 
for that whole year that I was struggling, I just kind of just kept eating my feelings. I just kept packing it in with a, with a spoon and a fork. I was killing myself. And um, I, I looked in the mirror one day and I was like, my God, I don't like anything about myself. I don't like my life. I don't like, you know, I don't like the way I look. I, I felt like everybody had abandoned me. I felt like God had abandoned me. I was so broken. And I actually reached out to someone thinking I was going to lose a little bit of weight. Because I thought if, if I could just look, look lose a little weight, I, I would feel better. So I actually did reach out to someone, um, someone I had met on Facebook. And I said to this person, I need help. Um, and we, did, we didn't talk about help that day. I just told him I wanted to lose some weight, but we didn't talk about that. Instead, um, this complete stranger said, um, can we just stop this conversation right now? Can we just stop this conversation? Because I, I just feel led to pray for you. I feel like there's something going on in your life. And, and, I, and what you need at this very moment is prayer. And he prayed for me. This complete stranger. I said, yes, you can pray for me. And he prayed for me. And it was like light. It was an instant light that I had that I could see. Um, I was I could see that there was some area of light that I was going to be coming out of this darkness. He said things that he could not have known about, mm. not have known what I was feeling. He was a complete stranger. I, I talked to him maybe a couple of times on a couple of his posts on Facebook. That is as far as we got. But he knew because God, because God had told him in his heart that I needed his help. And that is where I first turned. Um, I turned to a um, health coach who was going to help me lose some weight. But what happened was in that journey, I began to think differently about myself. I could see things differently in the world. And I, I stepped away from that victim mindset to the victor mindset. And as soon as the victor mindset clicked in my mind, I was like, wait a minute. Why am I, why am I just dragging around blaming everything that's happened on everybody else? Where's mm -hmm. my responsibility in this? And as soon as I got out of that victim mindset and sat down in the victor chair, things started changing, Melissa. I started reaching out to people, loving on people. In fact, you were you were one of the first people that you you walked with me in that darkness. Yes, I did. I remember at the conversation when we were going to see Lisa Turkhorse and yeah, you, you were telling me that you, you that you had just reached out to him. He had just prayed for you. I remember that conversation. Yeah, you took me to that women's conference with Lisa Turkhorse. I had just just signed up, you know, just had signed up to start this health journey. And when I got to that conference, do you remember? She was talking about me. She didn't know she was talking about me, but I could feel she was talking about me. And I saw my friend Melissa took me to this thing. So it was one by one. As soon as I pulled out of that victim mindset. Now, I admit now in the beginning, those first few weeks, I was still, you know, trying to figure it all out. I, was, I knew there was something happening, but I, I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how big it was going to get. Um, but but I know that it was little little people, little pieces of people's lives that God 
laid out a walkway for me, starting with the health coach praying for me, then you taking me to um, the, the conference, um, and Lisa her, her, her speaking down. Well, it wasn't even Lisa. It was the it was the other guest speaker that was with her that night. Was it Levi and Lesko? No, no, no. It was the fee, it was a female, and she was telling me about. She was talking about her son. I can't remember, but I remember there was a story. It was my story to a T. But she had come out the other side, and I was like, "There's there's a chance I'm going to come out on the other side." So mm -hmm. I began to hope. And um, that was the beginning. That was the beginning. That one reaching out, that one yes. I said, yes, um, you can pray for me. Then I said another yes. I'm going to get my, my body healthy. Then another yes to you. Let's go to this women's conference. I Honestly, I didn't want to go. It had nothing to do with you. It had nothing to do with, I, I, of course, I love you. And I wanted to go with you. But I was like, oh, dude, I don't want to go and sit and listen to nobody talk about God right now. Because, you know. At that time, I was a little mad, <laughs> you know. I mean, I'm getting real here. I was like, I have served you my entire life. I was thinking in my head since I was six years old, and you abandoned me like this. This is what I was thinking in my mind then. Oh, but thank God he didn't leave me. I thought he had left me, but he did not leave me. And so it did take those milestones, those people that God put in, in my path for me to open up my eyes and see that. So. I remember one one time we were coming back from Raleigh and we both were in tears. I was driving and we were both in tears because we just started just pouring out everything to each other. Yeah, we were we were both pretty hot messes on that night. I remember. Yeah, I think it was because the the speaker that we had listened to, she was yeah. kind of like touched a lot of emotions on both it, of our sides. Oh, I know. Mm. Yeah. So that one yes, which. Laura says one yes can change your life in such an amazing way. So that one yes. And I, the person that you talk about, I'm actually going to out him because he's actually been on chats with blog cabin before he was on my male panel on race to fire and he preached on that panel and you could tell he was a man of God on that panel. Yes. And so, yeah. Josiah was the one that you reached yes. out. to. I love that man. I'm telling you my husband and he, my husband knows it. This, this this man is a, a a brother in Christ, and I'm telling you, um, his prayer that day for me was powerful, and it literally changed. It opened my eyes where I could see. Yeah. So let's talk about how you dug yourself out of the hole, because honestly, it wasn't just immediately yes, and then boom, everything changed. No, no, you had some setbacks because a lot of people think, oh, you. You're going to change real quick and you're going to keep going forward. And when the setbacks see then people are like, okay, I'm going to stop doing this now. Yeah. Well, you know, um, many times in my life, I felt like me as a human, I felt like that, um, that I had laid some stuff down that I had, I had let some stuff go. Now I I'm telling you, I grew up in, in a, a bad, I was in a bad place growing up. I, uh, abuse, um, not from my, my, now I love my mother to death, but there was some situations in my family where I was abused. Um, then it turned into going into uh, marital relationships where I was abused. Um, so I had a lot of baggage coming into this marriage I'm in now. And um, I, you just stuff it down. You just stuff it down. You don't, 
you you try not to talk about it you try to forget about it but the truth is what what happens in the dark will come to light and if you don't deal with it it's going to keep coming back up and and i i'm, I'm going to be honest i went to the altar many times and i i laid it down and even once i started my journey to help a year and a little over a year and a half ago i i kept saying i'm going i'm laying this down I, i'm not going to pick this back up again but somehow it would just show back up. It would just show back up because I still had the victim mindset. I still couldn't quite grasp the concept that while other people hurt me, it was 100% my responsibility to, to move forward, mm -hmm. to live life, to, to, to make it right, to love other people. That's 100% my responsibility. And I can't, I can't reach out if I'm constantly reaching back. Yep. Reach, so constantly reaching back. And I want so badly to just keep moving forward. Keep hope dealing. Keep dealing that hope. Keep kicking fear in the face. That's what I want to keep doing. And I couldn't do it every time I would, I would reach back. It would, you know, like catch me and, hold me there for a little while and even in the beginning when i first started my health journey i struggled some things were turning around i'm not going to kid you they were turning around but i still struggled those problems that i had dealt with that year before they were still there mm -hmm. they were still there my circumstances had not changed but how i was looking at them how i was dealing with them those things had changed and it did take some habits to create mm -hmm. myself to where I could continually move forward. But um, even up until probably about seven months ago, I was still holding on. I mean, I would be so joyful and be loving life and sharing so um, genuinely in my heart. But in the back of it all, you know, I was still dragging that heavy suitcase around with all that mess in it. Um, it was about seven months ago that I actually um, experienced a shift um, with, within my relationship with Christ, my walk with Christ, it growing every day stronger and stronger, keeping myself buried, you know, in I'm desperately seeking Jesus. Mm -hmm. You know, people are desperate. They do crazy things, right? Well, I'm desperately seeking Jesus. So in that desperation, I am doing crazy things and I'm in the word and I'm reading um, mentoring type books and I'm doing um, blogs with my bestie, you know, so mm -hmm. you do crazy things. And whenever you keep yourself in that word, um, it just opens up so much opportunity. But about seven months ago, I did come to the realization that I could no longer carry that with me because as long as I was reaching back, I could not move forward. So I really, truly, I 100%, there's not, I believe, I believe it's not like that. Mm -hmm. I, know, I know, I know that I know that I know that I left that stuff behind. I let that, like I say, I let that sh go. <laughs> not a part of me anymore. And, you know, though I know that it happened, though I remember everything from my childhood all the way till now, bad stuff happens to people. But you cannot sit in it. You have to move on because you are not helping anyone. 
And until you can do that, you will not find your purpose in this life. You will not be able to go forward and live that purpose out. You will not be able to help anybody. So if you want to move forward, you got to let that stuff go. And I finally did that about, about seven months ago. I can remember the day seven months ago that it happened. And I have been walking free ever since. I mean, you know, slowly but surely as the time when I first mm -hmm. started, I was laying things down. But it wasn't until finally when it all just came. I just let, you know, laid it all down that it just really wiped and changed everything. So how hard was it to let it all go? Um, Actually, I know this is going to sound corny, but it was much easier than I thought. Hmm. Because all it was was a shift in my mind that said, seriously, when I tell you, I all my life, I believe with everything that I went through that I had to be here on this earth for a purpose. I was not, I did not get through all that mess not to have a message. Mm -hmm. So I 100% believed that, but I didn't know how to, I didn't know what to do with it. I didn't know, well, okay, well, I want, I want a purpose, but what do I do with that purpose? But I surrounded myself with people who had purpose, who wanted to do something with that purpose and encouraged me to move forward as well. So they say you become like the mm -hmm. top five or 10 people that you hang around with. So I surrounded myself with people that were on fire to live out their purpose and to just shine it to everybody that they could. And so basically it was, it was that easy of finding a community of people that will partner with you and celebrate with you and shifting the mind from the, from the realization that you can't go forward if you're constantly holding on to something that's bound to the back of you. So. Wow. Is there any regrets during your story that you wish you had done sooner or that I, you had, didn't do? Yeah. I questioned myself because I, I stayed stuck for a while. Um, not, not in my weight loss. My weight loss happened fast. And I guess that helped create a confidence in me to be able to get in front of people and to talk about my testimony, about my story, to share my message. Um, but I did get stuck, but it was in, it was in my mind. So, so no, I, I don't regret it because I truly believe there was something that God was working in me that I, I had to realize it on my own in my own time. Um, Honestly, the human mind is crazy what it holds on to, what it remembers. That, that, um, that, uh, I don't know what it's called something like a habit that your brain has. Mm -hmm. it, it doesn't let go of things easily. No, it's the neuropathways. You have to retrain it, right? Mm -hmm. So basically, in all the retraining, there were steps that, yes, I kept repeating over and over and over. But just like anything in life, when you're learning something new, some people, it takes a little more time mm -hmm. to learn it, right? Some people, you have to do it over and over a few more times. Even like, I remember even tying my shoes when I was little that it took me a few more times than it did some my sisters. Um, so some things you have to repeat over and over. And so there were things in my life that I was trying to work out. And there were, um, 
there were patterns in my brain that needed to be new habits formed and that took some time and so now i don't have that regret because i can feel that is a strong habit that has been formed that i am not the same person that i was i am chosen that i am a i am a um, child of god and that i have purpose and my purpose is going to be lived out in the way that it's supposed to be i am here to to share my joy to share my love with people to love love people and to, to give them and to let them know that there is hope for them too because if i i i i don't i'm not ready to talk about all the things i've been through to just you know i would love mm -hmm. to like get together with a woman's group and and talk about the things i i i battled through and now i don't even say you know because i used to say that i was a fighter right mm -hmm. but now i just say i'm contending because mm -hmm. when you're fighting that's a struggle fighting is hard and the one thing about fighting is you don't know who's going to win you go in to fight somebody or fight something you don't you don't know who's going to come out on top but when you're contending that's a struggle too but when you're contending you know who the winner is going to be it's always going to be you mm -hmm. so uh you just have to keep moving forward and, and that's what i i want to tell I, my my hope is that i can touch as many lives possible to let them know that they have purpose that they are worthy every human is worthy of love and joy and honor and respect and i want to just keep sharing that um that that's what i what i want to do and one day i will tell my whole story um i, I think it takes a, a special group of people to listen to it uh -huh. one day i can't wait i know um, i know part of your whole story because oh, you no, invited you, me and so a lot of my story you do yeah so now let's talk about your marriage because you were saying at one point in time when you were at your lowest you were just ready to leave so yeah. what how did that happen you know what did what shifted how is your marriage now well it's the same thing that same shift that happened where i realized that all the people that have hurt me that it was 100 percent my responsibility right mm -hmm. to change i choose if i'm happy i choose you know we choose these for ourselves and it's how we think about things mm -hmm. and yes i did feel like that but slowly i began to realize that that was the lies that i believed from the enemy my husband always loved me my children always cherished me these were just lies that i believed about my that i believed about myself and so slowly as my my confidence came back my joy uh came back um you know i started realizing that my family was always what it always was just like when we get when like i said i was mad at god now lord i'm not mad at god i know that's a terrible thing to say mm -hmm. people say that but but in all, all honesty we i felt that that's what mm -hmm. i felt um but of course he never left me he was always there he was always the same god well just like he was always the same god my family was always the same family it's just what i believed about myself um, and so slowly but surely, um, I started seeing, you know, one, one, one action after another action that all the other times that I felt like it was against me, that it was really trying to help me. And so, yeah, right now, um, 
my marriage with my husband is probably the it's probably better now than it was when we were first married um i have um we've started dating each other again and um we've probably been doing that for the last maybe five or six months we've been dating each other every friday night we have a date night as there are some exceptions sometimes we are pulled in other places but for the most part we try to keep that locked into our calendar that we can um, go out and have a good time eat dinner or whatever with each other and spend that quality time um, but yeah used to um i would love for him to go hunting or fishing or be in the barn so you know i wouldn't have to deal with what i was thinking in my own mind about things but now i'm like you know i read that i realized that i was just the lies that i believed about myself that i i want him around all the time so yeah, yeah. Once the shift happens the shift doesn't just happen in your mind because it'll start happening in your relationships the way you look at yourself the way you look at your friends the way you look at your family even the way you look at your finances the way you look at your career everything mm -hmm. it, it affects the way you look at every part of your life. Yeah, I think I remember one conversation that we had about your husband and my husband because you were like, man, I wish my husband would build me something like your husband built you a blog cabin. And I'm like, yeah, but I wish my husband would take me out more. So we were like, oh, so things aren't the same. You know, we, yeah. we look at each other, everybody else's lives and think their lives are so much better than ours. But we all struggle. Yeah, no, yeah. The the one thing that will steal joy the fastest than anything else is to compare yourself to some your compare one thing to another. Yeah. Comparison is the thief of joy. We cannot allow that to happen. We have to look at what we have, realize what we have, love what we have. Yeah. So you're fueling your body with the right foods. Yes. You're fueling your mind with the right words, and you're fueling your relationship with your husband with the right choices like doing date nights what about your kids how do they react to all this um I, you know they really i mean we they we've had some conversations um i don't i don't know i don't know melissa i mean i don't know if i've ever really asked them what do you think about this um i just know that they're excited that you know i you know i think my kids always love me no matter what mm -hmm. Um, I really, I really don't think that they would tell me if there was a difference in me right now or not. You know what I'm saying? Because they wouldn't want to hurt my feelings that think that for me to think that they thought any different with me before. But then at the same time, my kids are, are, are older, they're grown, they're leaving the house. So they really don't get to witness it. I, I will be honest with you though, like on date nights, they're, they're mad because we won't let them come with us on our date. <laughs> So that that is one thing that I do know for sure that they're they're um, like y'all are going out to dinner and you're not taking us with you. So I will tell you that, but I really don't think that the kids would, especially my bottom two boys that we homeschooled. I I don't think that they would make me believe that they thought different of me then or now or what have you. Yeah. And then you also have two grandchildren, which I cannot believe you're a grandma. But you have two grandchildren. How has that affected your relationship? Or do you think you have a better relationship with them than you did with your children growing up because you have that love for yourself now? Yeah, I mean, you know, I do think about that a lot because, you know, when I look, I will go back a little bit. You know, when you look back, when you don't love yourself, um, when you don't like yourself, you, you hide. 
you know, you bury yourself behind things. And so I do look back and I see that, um, you know, all these family photos that I'm not in the picture because I, I didn't like the way I looked or I felt like people would judge me or whatever it was that I'm not in any of those photos. But yeah, I, I noticed a huge difference with my granddaughter because a lot of things that I used to be scared of because I love to sing, even though I might not be the best singer, I love to sing and um, I would never be caught, you know, singing on video or anything like that with my kids uh, to be recorded for heaven's sake. Um, and I can remember, you know, my kids want to do selfies with me and I would be like, no, 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 no selfies, you know. And so now with the grand with my granddaughter, for certain, you know, we're singing on video together. We're doing Snapchat, we're, you know, little Snapchat photos and we're definitely doing a lot of selfies. But we're also active, like walking around, doing things that I couldn't physically do before because I was grouchy and you know, overweight and unhealthy in my mind and in my body. So it does make a difference when you're healthy in your mindset. Because, you know, for example, like my smile is a little crooked today. See, it's mm -hmm. crooked. Um, but before I actually... Um, changed had that shift in my mindset I, I would hide behind I wouldn't even smile because I would hide because I was I, I was just embarrassed of my smile so I would not hide I would hide but you know I look back at those all those photos where I wasn't smiling and I just looked like I was just a mean old meanie I look bad um you know what and so I can remember um, probably a little more than a year ago, the first time I took a picture and I smiled so big because I was just so full of joy. I did not care what my smile looked like. I'd rather smile and be happy than to look like a grouch in a photo. So I admit that today I did go and um, have some dental work done on my mouth. Um, so it will improve my smile, but I will tell you that it never, it didn't really stop me over the last year from smiling because smiling whether i had that them gray teeth on the side or not i was smiling and i was enjoying life and i was just sharing all the joy that i could share but i can remember looking back at photos that was some of the things too that was unhealthy right it was unhealthy that i i wouldn't even smile in my own kids photos or want to take a selfie with them they were they just wanted a selfie they were teen you know they were pre-teens so um, yeah, I do. Re I do regret that. I do regret that I let those kinds of things hold me back. So, but not anymore. Nothing is holding me back right now, Melissa. And I'm. I do. I just want to tell you how proud I am of you. I have caught uh, many of your um, chats from the blog cabin, and um, I really. You have found your groove, and I. I love that for you. I am so excited for you, and I'm so proud of you. And um, I just wanted to make sure I said that out loud. Thank you. And I'm proud of you too, because like I said, that coming back from Raleigh that day, we were both in tears. <laughs> I was like, thought I was going to wreck the car. <laughs> we were crying. So I was like, Cindy, give me about my hand. I can't drive because we were holding hands crying. Remember? I apologize because, you know, back then I, did, I didn't have any friends. You were my only friend. You know what I'm saying? You're the only person. So you had to catch it all. You had to get it all that night in the car ride home. I know, but it's like we both needed that, though. Yeah. It wasn't I like... Yes, it, it was, it was, it was like, like when you have, um, when you have that gold inside of you and you need somebody's mm -hmm. hammer to chip it away. Mm -hmm. That was us that night. You know, we had just come back from that women's conference and I was your hammer and you were my hammer and we were just, 
chipping that old dirt clay from off of our body so we can get to the gold inside. Now, we do have a comment, and I've got to highlight this because it's from Josiah, who we both said we both love. Oh, I love Josiah, yes. Go, Cindy. You're legit shining, so I have to show that. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Josiah. And he's been given a lot of hearts, I think, because he's like, I've been watching over here on my phone, and he's been given a lot of hearts and everything. You're getting a lot of hearts, Cindy. All right. Well, that's that's on you, girl. You're doing a, you do a great show, I'll tell you that. Well, I want to thank you for just coming and sharing. Is there anything, any advice that you would give someone that is going through this right now? Yeah. I just want you to know that um, it's the enemy's job to kill and destroy. And you, I, if I could just say one thing, I just want you to know that you're not alone. You're not alone. You, if you don't currently have a community, reach out to me, reach out to Melissa. We can, con we will, if we have to connect with you ourselves, we want you to know that you're not alone. You do not have to journey this alone. And I'm here to tell you that God has not left you. He is there. He is there just waiting. He, he just wants you to just say, I'm here. And, and honestly, I, when you have a problem, you cannot give half of it to God mm -hmm. and try to take care of half of it yourself. You have to give full, fully to God. Take all that control out of your body because once you lift and give up the control and give it to God, he's going to work it out. And it's not going to get worked out while you're still trying to hold on to half of it. So completely give it to God. Continue to pray about it. Stay in your word. Keep on your armor. Don't show any signs of weakness. Armor up and, and, and get in that community so you'll have an army of people to pray with you. So. Every time you say armor, I keep thinking of uh, this video I've seen. It's an alligator and a turtle. And it says when you're, when you're full armored with the armor of God and the turtle, the alligator's trying to eat the turtle and the turtle just walks away. I mean, he's got a few cuts and bruises, but he's got that hard shell and he just yeah. walked away. The, the alligator couldn't do anything to him. No. And you would, you think a turtle, poor turtle, it's slow. It's, you know, it, it looks helpless, but you're right. It's covered. So, I mean, we may get a few bumps and bruises along the way, but yeah. God is always there. Even regardless, even when we don't think he's there. Yeah. And I, I'm here to, I'm here as a, as a witness to tell you, that in my own personal testimony, that when you get to, when you, when you, you, you'll slowly start climbing up out of the pit. But when you get out, you can run, you can run as hard as you want to. You can do anything, be anything, go anywhere, um, meet anybody, make any friend, make any relationship happen, make any career happen. Um, anything is possible. You just got to, Get yourself up and start walking forward one step at a time. That's all it takes. Yeah. One, one yes. I want out of this. One yes, Lord. One yes. That's all you need to one one yes. And when setbacks come, realize they're a setback, but just keep moving forward, right? Right. Exactly. Wow. You it's it's been so amazing to talk to you. We haven't chatted in a long time. So this is the first time we've chatted in a while, though. <laughs> I know. I know. You, you've been busy. <laughs> we well, you have, too. <laughs> I've been busy, yes. 
We've both been shining. That's right. So. Well, is there a Bible verse that you want to share that's really helped you through this? Um, you know, there. I, I don't want to refer to a Bible verse in general, but I, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have really been thinking about Paul. Mm -hmm. You're gonna. I'm gonna start crying. Mm -hmm. I want to. I've been thinking about Paul these lately, these last couple of months, because um, he knew what was ahead of him. He knew that he was going to be in prison. God had already told him that that was going to happen, but he was obedient and he did what he was supposed to do anyway. And he kept walking forward. He kept going to the places he was supposed to go, doing the things he was supposed to do until it came to the time when he was in prison. And even when he was imprisoned, he lifted people up and he carried out the plans that he was supposed to carry out. And that's what I, I hope for myself because I was imprisoned but I'm I'm out now because you you don't you don't you don't stay in prison forever because when you're in prison you can be in prison and you can be in prison you can be in dark and and have a a bad thought press process over it but you can be imprisoned and still be free if you so choose because freedom is a decision. Like Josiah says, freedom is not a destination. Freedom is a decision. And well, we lost you, Cindy. Lost your. When you decide, you're free. You're free. And that's what I loved about Paul. He knew what was ahead of him, and he was obedient, and he still went and did what he the, the work of God that was in him to do. Well, I want to just put this out here. I think you've already started your Paul journey because I know for me during that time when you were going through a really rough time, you were a point of light for me because I was going through the rough time too. So I think you're already Paul in the Bible. It's not your, I don't think you're going to achieve that journey. I think you've already achieved that journey and that you're on the, down the, uh, the backside of the journey now. I, I'm telling you, you know why I, I feel like that because I am running. I'm telling you, I am on fire and I don't, I, there's, I just, I just want to grab everybody that I can while I'm going and just take everybody with me. I just want you to just grab hold. Like they always say, ride my shirt tail, just grab a hold and I'll just take you with me. We, we can all be, you know, in this together and I'll come out and, and be on the other side together. So, but yeah, thank you, Melissa. I love you so much. I want to actually share a story that I don't know if it's, I'm just going to share it. Your mountain story when you were trying to climb the mountain in Arizona with your husband and yeah. your husband not leaving you, but you were so upset because you thought you could do that. Yeah. That could have broken anybody, but you like you, you, you were in the moment you cried, but then you got back up and just said, you know what? I might not be able to do it now, but I'm going to do it again one day. That's right. That's right. And I remember it was a, you know, and I don't regret feeling like I felt because I'm human. I'm human. I'm not, I'm not superwoman. I'm human. I had that emotion. I had that feeling, 
I, I was sad. I did want to do it. I did want to be up there with my friends. Um, but um, you know what I realized when I came down and I, after I had that moment that um, I had friends at the bottom of the mountain too. I had friends at the bottom of the mountain too. So I, I might have not been with those friends at the top, but we needed each other at the bottom. Mm -hmm. So um, I did realize that when I got back down and there were some others down at the bottom. Um, some did make it further than me up the mountain, but they still came back down. But we had each other down there at the bottom of the mountain. So um, we we're needed in all places. So, but yeah, I, I won't say that I'll be able to do that mountain in the future. It's a really hard mountain. I'm not kidding you. It's hard. Mm. That wasn't that wasn't a trail. That was climbing a mountain. A mountain. But um, I will I will tackle other mountains. I'm I'm sure of that. It's so. like it's like our faith goes through mountains and journeys and, mm -hmm. and and valleys and go up the mountains and then we're at the peak and then we go down back in the valley again. So that's, that's just like a metaphor. That's right. What you've gone through. Yep, that's right. So I'm glad that I am in the mindset that I'm in right now that I have had that shift because it does make being in the valleys easier. Um, because you know you're still going to be in valleys. There's always still going to be ups and downs. Mm -hmm. But um, if you can figure out who you are in your own self, um, because we, we lose that along the way. We lose that in life sometimes. We forget who we are because we get so buried in being mama, being sister, being wife, being caretaker to mm -hmm. grandmother, uh, you know, being employee at work, that we forget who we are. But if we can... If we can remember who we are, um, we'll be able to handle those valleys and um, get back up to the top of the mountain again. So. That's why self-care is so important. And self-care could be devotions, could be getting a manicure, pedicure, whatever it is for oh, you. Oh, yeah. Self-care is important. And not, yeah, and not in just the, in the physical health, but like you said, in that mental capacity, um, even if it's, even if it's, you know, like my, my, my self-care consists of, I'm old school, so I still buy CDs, you know, to listen to in my car. Uh, even though I have, you know, you have um, Siri radio, mm -hmm. I still mm -hmm. like CD. I'm a CD girl. I can't help it. Um, so my self-care is buying those. You know, I buy one every once in a while. I love doing that. So it can be anything, you know, but a lot of girls do like to go get their hair done or their nails done or what have you. So. Yeah, there's nothing more refreshing to me is to let someone else wash your hair. That is like the best thing in the world. And knowing you're not ha going to have to deal with it. Right. Right. Well, you think, you think that's amazing. You find you a community of people that will wash your feet. Mm -hmm. When you find that community, you're going to be in the right place. So. Wow. What an image. Yeah. So that's what happens when you get, when you get a community of people around you, um, they they see you through everything, through all the dirt. You know, they 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 love you unconditionally. So, yeah. I love that. Yeah. See, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing your journey and your story of faith because it's one that I think everybody needs to know about. And maybe when you're ready to share your whole story, maybe you can come back on and share your whole story because I do have a lot of women I viewers. Know. 
when when I have it all mapped out and know know how I'm supposed to present it, I can promise you I will. Because it's going to happen. I I've got to be obedient about it. I've got to. The, I've already know that it has to be done. I just I don't know how to do it right now. So, but as soon as I do, I, I promise you'll be on my list to to share. Because didn't you say that you felt like God was telling you that you had to tell your story, that you had to speak your story, that you have to be a speaker, or was it a writer? Which one? No, it was a yeah. No, that they he wanted me to to get my story out there. Um, in my in my mind, I do want to write a book. That is in my that is still like one of my goals. I do want to write a book. But yes, I believe that there are so many um, women out there that could benefit from my story for sure. Um, yeah, coming coming out of abuse is not that's that's not an easy thing to do, and you do not forget it. I I don't care what they say. I don't care how much um, they you know they try to tell you it's going to be okay. I for, for some reason, and I, I I know I'm not the only one. You cannot forget about it. Mm -hmm. It really leaves an impression. Um, but you can certainly come. You can get out of it. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, I would love, I can't wait till I know what I'm supposed to say and do with this story of mine. So, Well, you're already doing part of it right now. That's right. That's you're, right. You're sharing with all the people that you help and you're sharing with all my followers right now. So you're being obedient, but you're being obedient in the tiny steps that you're taking. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why I like to take baby steps, girl. <laughs> <laughs> because it's the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Well, I'm I, daily. I'm kicking that fear. Um, but and I'm and I do things afraid all the time. So today I'm doing things afraid today, but I'm getting it done. So. Yeah. Well, once again, Cindy, I want to thank you for coming on and heart friend. Always. 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 All right. All right. We will see you on the next chat from the blog cabin, guys. Y'all, I hope you enjoyed listening to Cindy's story. Um, she did cry a lot um, during this interview. And if I was there, if we were, if this was an in-person interview, I definitely would be hugging her because, I mean, she's one of those friends that she can totally be real with. COVID has stopped us from like being close to each other and doing things together because she was always my go-to whenever I had anything that that was Christian related to go to. She was always right there um, willing to go. But her story is amazing. And I can't wait for the point in time when she's ready to share a whole story. Because it will knock your socks off. The things that this woman has gone through. And just has come out on the other side. It's, it's totally amazing. Um, and I hope you really enjoyed listening to her chat and remember, you know, even though we're in our darkest pit sometimes or we're in the valley that we can get up and we can conquer that mountain. It may not seem possible at the time, but it is possible. Um, I thank you so much for being part of the podcast family and for listening and for supporting me. Um, those that are listening, I thank you so much. I would love for you to rate or leave a review, which helps the content get in front of more people. So that would be, if I could ask for one Christmas present from you guys, it would be great or leave a review. And if there's anything I can do for you, whether in the, in the future or whether or not you want to come on the podcast or if you want to 
um, suggest a topic for a podcast, let me know. I'm always up for um, suggestions for content. I have a lot of content coming up in the next couple weeks, but um, I'm looking forward to ending this this um, season one at, by the end of this year and start out season two stronger than ever. So I cannot wait to have 2021 come around and see what else where else I go with this but I really again want to thank you for being part of the podcast family you know what I need you to do right now that's right start chatting with each other